podcasting in my pajamas this is tiebreaker with ria it's all about capturing journeys sharing knowledge and letting you know that struggles are beautiful because growth comes only through efforts and struggles thank you for spending some time with me today now let's begin the transformation jc is an incredible man and an entrepreneur i say these separately because he's a man of excellent ethical values as well as a brilliant entrepreneur he's passionate about helping small businesses grow and is a fantastic leader that treats his team like a family He currently runs 6 franchises and is about to launch 5 more. He's ambitious, humble and down to earth. And he shares this incredible knowledge and experiences he has gained throughout the years to add value to this podcast. So without further ado, let's welcome JC Height. Welcome JC. Thank you so much for actually accepting my request and um doing this podcast with me it really means a lot yeah thank you for having me i'm super excited to be here hopefully we can uh add some good value to your audience today definitely definitely so jc i watched almost all your youtube videos i follow you on instagram and you kind of have these amazing videos on youtube and an amazing office view i'm so jealous but uh, you know i'm like oh my god what should i learn i mean i'm learning here there's some important stuff you're share- sharing and then i'm watching your i'm, I'm seeing your this amazing office view and i'm like this video is amazing you know i i i was like let's watch three four videos so that i get idea about who you are and i can frame questions and stuff but i ended up watching almost all the videos because it was very informative so uh, your content is amazing <laughs> and so much no problem and uh, the instagram stories you know i think you have built nurseries uh, like for for kids and yeah. i'm like wow like you guys are doing so much we'll get into that a bit later but i love what you do but before this is i think the most important question that i want to ask Is your real name JC or do you have some kind of full form you know <laughs> because this is unrevealed i have no idea i did not found it on internet <laughs> yeah it's it's uh, nowhere i've been you know i uh, i go by JC but my my real name is John every oh. firstborn male in my family his name is John including my son who's actually John Sebastian uh, and he goes by Sebastian because there's too many Johns we got to we got to separate it in some way shape or fashion right so uh yeah so it's John Curtis actually I'm I'm named after both of my grandparents so wow okay so i think uh, this podcast is going to be really very informative because now there's some information that does it's not available on the internet already <laughs> not a lot of people know that so you got a heads up thank you <laughs> awesome all right so let's just get started with uh, you know getting to learn more about you what you do and yeah then you know <laughs> i love it i love it yeah i you know my my journey is pretty uh probably pretty normal i guess to other people's you know i i uh didn't do so well in college um i think i graduated from like a 2.1 gpa in college and ended up uh having an entrepreneurial journey and have a lot of a lot of successes and failures and and uh different things you know but never anything crazy and then about 6 years ago i got introduced to the digital marketing world i got asked to join a team and um and come on as 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 a leader there and ended up taking an exit then just a year and a half later and but fell in love with digital marketing and uh, fell in love with the journey and actually 
you know, at height, I think we're up to about 115 or so full-time team members and wow. uh, give or take, we got about 190 include a hundred and 150 people, including franchisees and everyone working for height. Right. And so, uh, and that's just in three years. Exactly. So in three years we have, uh, grown fairly fast. And, uh, you know, I think a lot of that has to do with how we treat people and how we go about business actually, you know, and, uh, kind of the why and the purposes behind height. And, and it has been an exciting journey. We don't know I feel like every day I'm learning more about what we don't know than what we do know, but uh, hopefully we can shed some light on that uh, throughout this conversation. And, uh, you know, you, you mentioned, and I was like, when I was um, kind of scrolling your LinkedIn profile, I see that, um, you know, hide digital, and then it's like three years, eight months, something. And I'm like, oh my God, it's been like just three years and you guys have come a very long way people take forever to you know form these this big company where you have got so many people working and this this so how was that journey like i mean you um that evolution like how did you know that you know you're like okay i think this is the right time to hire let's not wait let's not wait let's let's get started with this hiring let's start with the next franchise like how were you so prepared because people these days they first want to analyze think wait for some time oh it's it's too early it's too early so there's this question always you know where i'm like shall i hire i think i should wait what if this fails and you know how will i you know there's a lot of questions so how did you you know did it so easily like it looks easy but i know there's a lot of efforts and a lot of hard work behind it <laughs> you know it's it's funny so i'm kind of on both sides of the fence right like we have uh, we obviously have height and we're we're growing and scaling quite fast but but also i have an inner circle where i'm working with other agency owners and, and one of the things that i have found that i think is it's both a great thing and a it's kind of like a limiting a limiting uh not a limiting value, uh, but it's a, uh, yeah, we'll call it a limiting value, right? Where as a CEO, as an on- owner and entrepreneur, you want to be like really smart, really intelligent, and you, you want to know a lot of stuff. And this is a great value to have, right? Like it's, it's important that we're intelligent human beings as we're trying to set off, but, but it's also very limiting, right? So because like, I mean, to be frank, like I, I'm normally not the smartest person in the room. I don't feel that I have the most experience. I'm definitely not the most educated. Uh, that allows me from like day one, we want to be hiring the best, hiring the best, hiring the best, right? And it allowed us at height to try to, we have a head of product who knows way more about product than I do. We have a head of technology that knows way more about technology. We have a head of operations. We have all of these leaders within our organization that really able to scale and grow, screw up, mess up, learn from that and and continue to develop, right? And I think that's a huge advantage that we took on at height. I think, you know, also in terms of like growth and that journey of being able to scale, how we managed money was really important. So, uh, you know, it, it's it's one thing to say, hey, in that first three, three and a half years, whatever it is, it's it's one thing to say we grew that fast, but you also could keep in mind like that was during a global pandemic, right? COVID. Exactly. Uh, that was also during uh, most of our team, about 95% of our team is in Nicaragua, which went through a civil war in 2018. Like wow. literally you couldn't drive to the grocery store for a time period. Um, and through that, we had a lot of growth, right? And so we were very picky with our money. You see this nice, sexy, like uh, fancy office. We have an entire floor and, and we're starting to get more space and spread throughout the building. Um, and we're in the tallest building in the city. So the top floor of the tallest building, wow. a beautiful view here. You could see part of the view right here out of my office. 
that's not where we started. Like we started in my bedroom, you know, and we were there as long as we could fit. And then we were able, I mean, the only reason we're in such a fancy office is because quite frankly, because it was, it was affordable. It was super cheap because the economy <laughs> here really dropped, you know, like it, it's not that we went out and it got fancy with it. So I think being very intentional uh, with your funds, we don't have any debt at height. Uh, we don't use credit cards. We're cash flow positive. We make sure we have savings. We could literally lose every client we have at height, 100% of our clients, and we could survive for like three months just on cash, right? And so that what does that allow us to do? That allows us to make decisions a little bit slower. That allows us to invest in talent when they come available. That allows us to buy furniture if it was pennies on the dollar because some other company went bankrupt. Uh, that allows us to invest in marketing. And it's okay if it fails because we're not you know, hindered by it. And so I think you know the two, two biggest factors there are talent. Like we went, if we find someone amazing, like we're all about getting the right people on the bus regardless of position and timing is irrelevant, but getting the right people on the bus and then two, how we spend our money. And so at height, we basically have, we have three categories where we actually spend money essentially. Uh, so we, we invest in infrastructure. So whether that's technology or office space or whatever to help our people, uh, we invest in people. So this could be raises or benefits. Uh, I just signed a contract a few moments ago for our end of the year party. And wow. so we're paying, I think it's, it's, $202,000 for the end of the year party where we're taking our entire company, all of our, all of their families. So their husbands, wives, kids, uh, actually to Costa Rica, uh, to an all-inclusive wow. resort there for, for three days. And so we invest in, in technology infrastructure, our people, uh, and then the rest is saved, like just straight up saved. And so wow. we're very cautious. How do I apply? I just want to leave this and just join this company. <laughs> You're fun. You know, we, we uh, again, we, we are always looking for amazing, amazing human beings. So, so just come on over. Have you ever been to Central America? No, I haven't. Oh, it's a beautiful flight. Don't worry. You'd love it. You'd love it. So, wow. Amazing. Uh, Now, you mentioned that you are like, you always want to acquire talent and, you know, want to find the right person. But, um, you know, were there times when you were like, there were all also some bad hires and how did you you know like the good hires and because how do you understand you know just i think resumes don't work because almost everybody on linkedin says that he's an expert or she's an expert right so how do you identify or how do you think that okay i think this is the person i want to work with and there might be a lot of bad decisions but how was that yeah. journey to 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 make the base you know yeah yeah so we, so we have a, this is a number that i keep very very close track of because the culture when you're in a marketing world an agency world for the most part your assets are your people <laughs> you know it's not a you don't own a building like a real estate person or 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 manufacturing you know equipment like human beings are your are your assets we keep very close attention so in the history of high the three years whatever months uh, we've lost 20% like 19.5% of our our staff has turned over in the agency world you normally have that on a yearly basis we've had it since the inception Uh, we have fired five people at height and typically it's culture related. I think only one of those was just, they could not get the job done. Like they just were really struggling. You know, for, for me, hiring is, is so crucial. And I, and I think generally speaking companies were, were very quick to hire. In fact, what's the saying? Like, uh, no, it's, it's slow, it's slow to hire quick to fire. For me, it's slow to hire and really slow to fire. Like once wow. I, I, I want to get married to you, you know, and I want people, once you, it's so interesting. I feel once you create a culture where people trust you, you know, like, like 
Hey, you go work for height, man. Like it's going to be a stable job. It's going to be dependable. Even through COVID, they're not going to fire anyone. We didn't cut any salaries. When you start building that type of reputation where you're committed to the team, now that starts getting out there. And now people want to be a part of you because they want to be the best place where people are committed to them. Right. And so for me, it's always been, I want to be, I want to treat people the way I want to be treated, regardless of how they're treating me. So, so, you know, our recruiting process is pretty long. I'll I'll be honest with you. So number one, obviously they apply, they have like an intro call with HR. And then we have this amazing step that I actually got from a a company called Mind Valley. And uh, at Mind Valley, we have a, what's called a video of awesomeness. And so every single team member, if they, once they apply and go through that first interview, they have to do what's called a video of awesomeness. So on this, you have to do, tell me three things that make you awesome. And you have to tell me three things that make us awesome. Three reasons why you want to be a part of, of my wow. family. Yeah. And this is a really intriguing thing because if someone's just wanting a job, they're not going to take the time to do it. Right. Sure. And if they do do it, this is going to tell you a lot about the person. So do they just like pick up their phone and they're recording and then they turn it in and they like completed the project, but it was super basic. Um, or do they go all out? They go, they help their friends. They get, get friends to help them. Do they, and, and the reality is, is that in, in, in most of our worlds as entrepreneurs and we're building a company, there's a lot of unknowns and there's a lot of people doing things they've never done before. And we don't have training perfect and we don't have innovation perfect. And it's, so I want people that on the team that can think outside the box, that can get done stuff they've never done before. Right. And so this idea behind the video of awesomeness is like, probably most people haven't really like produced a video before, right. Or actually done something well. And so this tells me, so much about you. Number one, like your personality on camera, like, are you really vibrant and you can talk and you can, uh, are you someone who you get the project done super, super quick, but it's like bare minimum. It's like you met the requirements, but nothing more, or do you take six months to do it, but it's perfect. Right. So all of these things tell me about you. Did you do it yourself or man, she had to have had help with this. She wouldn't, she wouldn't found people that could help assist her on this project to get done. Right. And so there's so many things we learned. And honestly, the video is like, 50% of whether or not we hire you at height. Uh, oh, by wow. the way, and it's also a marketing tool for us. We have tons of videos out there on video <laughs> of awesomeness, you know? So awesome. yeah. So and hiring is important though. Very crucial. Awesome. And uh, so that was the third step. And then you kind of, after that you decide, so which was the awesome video that you have received and which was like, you, you still can't yeah. forget that video. <laughs> yeah. Even after that. So sorry, continuing through the process. Yes. <laughs> after that, they have another video. They have another meeting with HR and then normally a meeting with like leadership. So there's like five or six steps there before we hire you and it's references. And normally, you, you know, in our country, it's, it's, it's a pretty small country. And so normally, you know, someone who knows someone, you know, type of thing. <laughs> and we try to get really picky. I mean, we've even looked, and we have, we're all about experiments, right? We've even looked at making it where after you work at a, a one year at height, we are legally bound to keep you. So like, what does it look like for us to create a rule at height where once you've been with us a year, you cannot get fired. Like, it's like, like, that's how stable your job is. And, and it also forces our leadership though, that if they're not the right fit, it's like, you're going to be stuck with this person forever, or you need to get rid of them, rid of them soon, you know, type of thing. Right. And so uh, we're, we're always looking for different ideas around uh, team and culture and building. Right. Awesome. You know, uh, I think you are, um, you're the first person who's actually talking about your people, about your team, because whatever, uh, you know, the uh, uh, interviews I have or whatever, you know, whoever I talk to, 
every uh, most of the entrepreneurs are concerned about their clients you know people sit and talk about clients you know i have these many clients i have that client i have this person and but nobody ever talks about the team and i think it's it, it plays a really very important role um so i mean yeah that that's that's an amazing um that that's an amazing quality and that is the one of the most important reasons why you guys are you know <laughs> doing so well, well i think i think it's also like um It, it, uh, it, when you're focused as a, as a CEO, as a founder, I, I, if I'm focused on clients, that's not scalable, right? Like I can only talk to so many, so many clients, right? And right. so culture, our people, my, the people on the team take care of the clients, right? And so how do I, how do we spend as much time with them? And I think it's also something that, you know, we were talking to someone the other day and they asked the question like, Hey JC, yeah, how do we, how do we, how, how do we get our, our, our people to believe we care about them? You know? And I was like, huh. That's like saying like, how do I convince my wife? I love her. Like, <laughs> I mean, do you love her? I mean, maybe that's the first question. Right. And if you do, then your like actions and reactions based on that feeling should like just happen. Right. Like if, and I, and I think right now we have a society where owners, founders, people, humanity is just trying to be whatever we're, we're supposed to be. Right. For me, it's like, dude, if you're all about money, that's awesome. Dude, like own it, shine it. Like, all we care about at this company is money. And we hire people that guess what? Care about money. And then we pay them based around, you know, money. And that's, that is perfectly fine. But I think it's like getting really aligned versus going, okay, we care about culture. When we, when we don't, I fire people just as quick as I hire them. I, you know, it's, it's, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't make sense, you know, in terms of like building the culture. Correct. So, and, uh, <laughs> but anyway, it's, it's fun wherever we're always learning and growing. And, uh, but yeah team so, is uh, at the root of all those answers <laughs> definitely yes i love that answer so um you know uh, when you started high digital like three three and a half years ago when did you first hire like what was the duration like after one month two yeah. months first day second day like what was like what when was your first hire as soon as this company started so <laughs> so you know for me there was a lot of strategy behind that there was a couple of big agencies in the country here uh okay. where we are Uh, predominant in. I'm, I'm excited to say, I think we're the largest one now in, in three and a half wow. years. But at that point, there was a few that had been there 10 years, uh, five years, six years. And there was one particular company that they did a lot of really good recruiting. They had amazing staff. And so I specifically went after one individual there that I felt if I could get this individual, others might be open to follow. You know, it was someone that had a really good reputation. They were quiet. They weren't like outgoing crazy. They people trusted this person, and I was very strategic. And then I I convinced that person to work work for me part time. So I sold clients, I communicated with clients, uh, but this person was like my back end, and and we did Facebook and pay per click. And uh, finally, I was able to offer him a full time job just a few months in. And I, to be honest, we we've probably taken I don't know that I would recommend the growth rate that we did in terms of hiring. My advantage or our advantage was we knew a lot of people in the industry working full time. And so we had a hiring pool that when I hired someone, I knew exactly what they could do because they were like in my network already. And like, I knew their talent, I knew their cost and, and it made sense. Right. Versus like hiring a VA and like, man, you don't really know who you're getting. And like what you said before, right. Like you get a resume, but what else? Right. And so, um, so for us, it was a little different. I, I we were, Well, so, so we were at a hundred and, uh, like I said, I think it's like right at 150, 120 full-time employees at height. And so, and that's in three years and something, I mean, what is that on, on average, what close to three hires a month, you know, since the inception of the company. And 
um, it's pretty, it's a lot. I don't know if it's I really recommend growing fast. I think it's, you know, I think right here is a good time to, you know, just chat. Like, I think it's so important to understand like what your commitment is and what your goals are right in life and in business. You know, my wife and I, when we started our agency, we kind of had a choice and we were, uh, we were, we were doing fairly well in life. And, and we kind of had that idea of like, do we want to go like build it? Like is, is money our like number one thought here. And in that case, let's build a small, small team of account managers. Let's outsource the fulfillment. Uh, let's live on the beach. Uh, you know, we can, we can have 30 clients and probably make, you know, 20, $30,000 a month and live life. Right. Um, but what we really felt was our calling was creating stable jobs. And, uh, and so that is our commitment. So like when we, you talk to me about hiring, like my number one thing is hiring, not necessarily profitability, right? And so I'm hiring probably at a quicker rate than probably what you should if you have an investor, if you're focused on ROI, dollar bills, like all those things, right? So my commitment is to create a thousand jobs, 1000 people working for a height. And my goal is to com- like probably to complete that in the next four years. I think we can get there. So Definitely. So a lot of my answers will be, it's important to understand the context there, right? Yes. And the the, the thing that you mentioned that it's all about the goal, you know, a person can, you know, earn $100,000 a month, but the person might not be happy because that's, that might just not be, you know, his goal or that, you know, and a person can just earn like five, $10,000 and then he's like, he's the happiest person. So that, that really, you know, and you, uh, I think entrepreneurship is something that, not everybody can, you know, handle it because yeah. see, I already started getting gray hairs, you know, because I am like, yeah. Oh my God, what's happening? <laughs> oh, it sucks. Like entrepreneurship sucks in so many ways. And people just don't yes. understand. Like yes. it's a lot of stress. Okay. And like, especially if you like, you care about your team, you care about your clients, you can't win for everyone. You can't help always. Right. And it's a lot of, it's a lot of, it's a lot of stress. Right. Yes. And so if you don't enjoy it, like for me, I, I want to be around people. Like I love the team. Right. And so we have ping pong tables and we got a kitchen and we have a nursery here in the office, as you mentioned. And so like my kids are here running around the office half the day, <laughs> like, you know, those type of things add to like, you, you try to create the environment or the life, you know, that you, that you want to have. Right. And you work hard to, to get that, you know, not, not somebody else's dream. Right. And entrepreneurship is not easy, but entrepreneurship in marketing and advertising world is much difficult because it's like, it's all about results. You know, uh, how many clients are we able to, you know, how, what, what is the lead generation process? Uh, am I able to get leads for my clients? My leads, my, you know, there's like so many things happening in marketing and advertising field. It's like, you know, you need results. People need results. People can't wait for like, okay, it's, it's been six months where, where, where we are at, what's happening. You know, you have to build a brand. You have to do so many other things. Uh, if you compare with other industries, this is like, I think it's a much more difficult one, but yeah. What, what do you think about it? <laughs> so, you know, I love what you mentioned there because I think it's how so many of us think it's how I've even thought, but I, I'll argue with it. I'll just to be the devil's advocate here. Uh, I, I think actually, cause I think, you know, your comment there is that, that clients care about ROI. They care about return on investment, right. a logical thinking. But the reality is, is that human beings, like we're not logical thinkers. In fact, most of our life is spent doing more emotionally driven things, right? From the type of people we date, right? Like, man, I should I should have broken up with that person a long time ago. It wasn't <laughs> logical to why does someone have a, a 3,000 square foot house instead of a, a 1,000 square foot house? Why, why would you buy a Ford instead of a Toyota or a Hyundai that's half the price? Uh, why would you buy an iPhone instead of a cheaper phone that pretty much does 99% of the same things. Why do you, 
like, why do I buy this clothes instead of from Walmart? I could get literally the same t-shirt for a fraction of the cost. Like rarely do we do things logically. Normally it has some type of emotion attached to it. And one of the things at height that we really, of course, we want to do the best ROI we can for our clients. Everyone's doing this, but how do we, how do we get, how do we make a connection with our clients, with our team members, with anyone on an emotional basis, right? And make it where it's like, man, I, I'm willing to pay more. I'm willing to actually make less money because I want to work with you, because I trust you, because I, I care about you, because I want you to succeed, right? And so I think as, as, as entrepreneurs, sometimes we make it so logical and like we can't always win there. In fact, we're going to lose more times. I mean, like you look at a city like Dallas, there's 10,000 roofers in Dallas. I don't know, I'm making up a number. There's, 10, there's a thousand roofers in Dallas and there's three pages or 10 spots on Google. That means 9,990 people are not on page one of Google. Makes Think sense. about this, right? Like your chances of being, you know, your chances of having your, it's very small actually, right? And so we have to be able to win clients in other directions just besides ROI, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. It, it really does. Wow, that, that was such a nice answer. And I, just, I think I am getting some insights also. <laughs> because, awesome. Uh, so, Daisy, uh, I had this question, um, you know, um, how, you know, like, let's say there's a small business and how a small business can become an agency you know can you how do you build an agency i think it's it's again i am from a point where i have been a business very small business owner for like three four years now uh definitely very different from you because it's not growing as uh you know as fast as this one but how do now let's say my goal is to become an agency i want to have clients i want to have this amazing team and stuff what is the right direction for me provided that I don't have that much of money to invest? And there might be thousands of other business owners out there who does not have a lot of bank balance or they don't have a lot of budget, but they want to build something and build an agency. So what, what do you think about it? Hmm. You, you know, so, so, you know, obviously with business, you, you have to have revenue, right? You have to have profitability, right? Correct. Like if you, if you don't have these things, then it's a hobby, not a business. And at the end of the day, we got to feed our kids and, uh, and our families. Right. So, uh, for me, I think there's a lot, I think, I, man, I, we're very lazy in the, in the world today. Like we like to think that us spending 10 hours a day on Facebook was like a lot of work because we call it networking. Right. But it's, it's, there's so many opportunities, you know, my, if you're in the U S my favorite strategy if you want to do lead gen at the high rate, low cost, just takes time. And it's a little annoying, but my favorite strategy is, um, you go to Lowe's, you go to home Depot, you know, one of the, one of the, um, um, building stores, you know, something that sells wood or anywhere place where roofers, plumbers, electricians, all those people go every day. If you go to Lowe's or home Depot, at about 7 a.m. in the morning, right when they open, I mean, early, 6.30, 7 a.m., and you just sit there, there's probably 30 or 40 trucks every day that comes in. It's like Bob's Roofing, Tom's Plumbing, Jeff's da-da-da, and every single one of them have a phone number right there on the side of the car, mm-hmm. right? And so if you just go to Lowe's, my favorite strategy, most easiest one, hey, what's up? I saw your car today. I'm an entrepreneur. You're an entrepreneur. Can I take you to lunch? So it's free. You just got to pay for the $5 hamburger, you know, at McDonald's, right? For me, that's the best strategy. And it has such a high rate. Here's the deal. I've coached a lot of people over the years. 
I have never met one person who's actually done this strategy for, for two weeks straight, two weeks, and not sold a client. So wow. Never had one person that's done this two weeks straight and not sold a client, right? But here's the deal. Most people won't go two weeks. Most people, we, we're, not a, we're, we're not willing to put in the work and the time and the effort, right? And it all goes back to what I mentioned there a few minutes ago, your commitment. So, so we have this huge advantage at height. We're going we're to talk about like what pushes us forward and what forces us to do those things. We, we have a huge advantage at height. We hired a head of leadership development. We literally have a full-time team member in our, at height solely dedicated to, de- to developing leaders. Uh, he's worked for YPOs. He's worked with ex-presidents. He's worked with billionaires. And we hired him full-time to work at height. And one of the first things we do with people is we go back to this commitment. Like I mentioned, my commitment is to create a thousand jobs. And we, we try to figure out every person, like what are what is the driver? What is the thing that's going to force you to do things that you don't want to do, right? And so I give the example sometimes uh, on a fast food restaurant. If I asked you, uh, if McDonald's offered you a job tomorrow, would you go work there? Probably not, right? Like nobody's going to work at McDonald's. But if, but if your kids were hungry, then would you go work at McDonald's? Like, yeah, without a doubt. Like I would do whatever I needed to, regardless of of, of pressure, regardless of pride, regardless of how many hours I had to work, regardless of how late it was, regardless, I'm going to do whatever it takes to take care of my kids because my commitment to my kids outweighs any burden, right? So, so in our business, like for me, my commitment is a thousand jobs. Like, and I'm so dedicated to it that I'm willing to get up stupid early to get it done. I'm willing to put in the extra hours. I'm willing to cold call if I have to cold call. I did that in the beginning. I'm willing to do things that other people won't do because whatever they want, money is not a driver. Money is not a typically something that's going to be like, man, I want to make a million dollars so bad. I'm willing to jump into fire for it. Right. And so we find these commitments and now all of a sudden now we draw us back. Okay. Well, if you want to, if you want your daughter to be the first kid in your family to go to college, I mean, like really, really want it. It's going to be 150 grand and we're going to get this many clients. And to do that, you need to go to Lowe's every day for 15 days straight and collect 20 numbers a day. And I need you to cold call them and take them to make so like wow. the driver now starts driving it forward, right? But cold calling, to be honest, like if you don't know anything, that's the easiest way to like start, right? Because <laughs> you get out of your comfort zone. If you can sell cold, like if you can cold call someone and sell them, you can sell referrals and all this other stuff any day of the week, right? But more importantly, it, it you work this muscle in your body that is the ability to do things you're not comfortable with the ability to do things that you have to do, but you don't want to do them, right? And so a lot of times agency world, I I think it's a very simple business. I don't think it's super complex. I think it's about uh, finding a commitment and it's about doing things you don't want to do, but you know you need to do and just making it happen, right? And so, um, you know, you and I, we met kind of in a cold outreach style situation, right? And, And you probably... Uh, we may have messaged a hundred people and then finally got one to say yes. Right. That's okay. Right. It just takes time and energy, but if you really want to make it happen, like we can make it happen. Right. And so the work ethic is, is the, the driver there. And then we we get smarter every month. We get smarter every year. We learn things and, uh, we keep pushing forward. Right. So finding that commitment, low strategy is definitely the easiest one. The second to that is just going online and do a Google search for any industry, any city, the top three people are all paying 
to be there, right? They're all right. spending money on AdWords. So call them up and offer them a free audit and find someone to do the audit for you or a white label company to do the audits and link up and you can go from there, right? But there's a lot of ways to uh, to bridge that cold outreach, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, it does. And I'm like... I forgot my next question because I was so involved in this. <laughs> You're good. No worries. Yeah. No worries. Well, that, 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 that's amazing. Uh, all right. So, uh, JC, um, you know, you, you, you did mention that uh, cold calling was one of the ways. And I still remember, I, I, I remember, you know, three years ago when I first cold called. Firstly, I don't have an accent. Like I, I, I have this Indian accent where people are like, oh, she's, she's an Indian. And so I cold called and the guy was like, hey, who's this? I was like. I was, I was like, I, my English was, it's not that good and stuff. And I was like, Hey, I'm calling you from this. And then he was like, fuck off. And I'm like, Oh shit, I can never cold call again. <laughs> that was yep. the fear that, that was the fear. And I was like, Oh my God. So how do you overcome your fears? You know, you, you talk like, you know, if there's a gold Ria, you, you know, you go for it. You, you, you put in extra hours, do a lot of, you go extra mile, but when you want to do something and there's this fear deep inside you uh, that's actually stopping you uh, and it's with me you know I have I have this I have you know I have this issue when uh, what if the person rejects me on my face you know or what if um, you know the, the person kind of if, if I send somebody and then they, they, they take some legal action <laughs> so there's this fear of because I don't understand your culture and I'm from a different country miles away and I'm trying to reach out to you but there's this you know fear so how and not yeah. only the, there are so many types of fears so what according to you or how did is there a situation in your life that you overcame and you know just to unleash the true potential yeah i mean to, to be honest you know I, I you know i go back to this commitment thing you know and i think that is the the overcomer of fear right and so when you're when you're with your friends and y'all are going jumping off a bridge into the water, you know, so to speak, if you're with your friends, you're, you're scared more of your friends making fun of you than you are of the jump itself. Right. So you push through it, right? Like your commitments to them is greater than your commitment, your, the fear. Right. And so, you know, number one, I, I think fear is a good thing. You know, fear protects us, right? Like I think God put fear into us to make sure that we didn't go pick up a snake, you know, and do crazy junk. Right. So, <laughs> so, so I think sometimes we, we try to become fearless and I, and I think that potentially is, is wrong. I think we need to understand our fears, right? Like, why am I afraid of this? Like, so I'll give you a couple of scenarios with, uh, I mentioned that I was with an, another agency before, and I was a, I was a leader in that agency. Uh, and I had amazing benefits. I had equity. I had, uh, you know, it was, it was amazing. Uh, but this agency was not a, uh, to be frank, it, the values of this agency just were not aligned with mine. And my wife and I were uh, seven months pregnant with our first child. Wow. And it became a point where I was like, man, there was no way I could allow my daughter to be in this office space. It was just, I mean, drugs, alcohol, hookers, like you name it. Like it was like Wolf of Wall Street, you know, and, uh, <laughs> style. And, and I just, I had this like problem, right? I had an ethical problem and my, my ethical problem outweighed my salary and all this stuff. And so we quit and we, we found it height. Right. And so this is an, this is an, uh, you know, an amazing moment where, you know, my faith and, and my desires overcame my fears. Right. And this is good. It's wonderful. I'll give you another example. Uh, right now I have a lump in my chest and it's like not a big deal, but it's definitely there and it hurts and it looks weird. Right. And I am scared to death of surgery. Like you have no idea how scared I am of like doctors and surgery, 
my daughter failed this weekend. My, th- my three-year-old daughter fell this weekend and got a slit in her like chin mm. and had to get five stitches. And the whole time I'm sitting there, like, I won't even go to the doctor yet. My, my daughter here, that's three, I'm forcing her to get stitches and holding her down, you know, in this moment, but yet I'm so scared. Right. And so, uh, you know, I think just understanding the fear and being aware of it and then, and then really looking and analyzing like, okay, what, what is the worst thing that could happen here? Is this safe to fail? Right. Which is what our coach would say, safe to fail. And then moving on, right. Like if it's something that like, you're really not going to do, then you got to find another way to win. Right. Or you got to give up on your dream and move to something else. Right. Like if I want to be a horseback rider and I'm scared of horses, like we may want to find a new dream. Right. Or we need to figure out a way to overcome that very, you know, as quickly as possible. Right. And so for me, if you're super just tetrified of cold calling and it gives you anxiety or whatever, okay, cool. Let's pick up something. Let's move on. Let's not just sit here and harp in our fear and like frustration. Let's let's move to the next item. Let's let's change it up. Let's let's switch. You know. But um, I think fear is a good thing. I think it protects us in a lot of ways. But uh, there's certain things that I'm easier to overcome than than others. So uh, again, I have a very large fear. If I ever good heaven. God pray for me. I, I, if I ever got cancer or anything like that, I would just die. Like, I don't think I could do it. I really I don't. And I'm so petrified of doctors as a 32 year old. So it is what it is. <laughs> oh, it is what it is. Uh, all right. So, um, you know, um, uh, just a few more questions. There's yeah. this video on YouTube where you say that, you know, if you're getting leads from Facebook, that's, that's not a stable place. That's, that's like, it's, it's, it's not very stable. Like it's, it's like, what if the algorithms changes? What if, you know, the, you know, the, the, they don't show the audience and stuff and, you know, different things. So now how do you find stability in the lead generation process? I mean, there are going to be trends. There are going to be this, you know, there's this clubhouse now and there's, there are, are going to be five new things soon, but how do you find that stability that once let's say if I have 10 employees, I move from 10 to 15 and then the base from where I was get generating leads is gone or, you know, because of some algorithm change and something. So how do word of mouth is definitely a powerful marketing, but other than that, how do you find stability in lead generation yeah. or, you know, finding clients and finding, yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. But because as we're growing and scaling, we're good people. We want to have stable jobs yes. and all this stuff. Right. And so, you know, so so for us, we there's specific numbers in our business that we're looking at and we're tracking, right? So many of us don't know our numbers. Like if I said, hey, you know, what are you doing this quarter compared to quarter Q2 last year? And what are your numbers? And what are your trends? Most of us, we could guess, but we have no idea, right? And the reality is, is that as entrepreneurs, if you think about it, even like what happens, we make a sale, we're like, yes, business is great. And then we lose a client, oh, business sucks, right? And, and like we're this emotional roller coaster and we have to have numbers to try to bring us back to like reality, right? And so I think number one is really understanding what, what are your numbers in your business? How much are you selling? How much are you churning? And can you find patterns in that, you know, across longer periods of time? And the longer you have those data, so like at height, like I know what I churned. December of 2017, I could tell you how much revenue I churned. And so now I have several Decembers in a row where I understand Decembers is normally a really good month for us, but but don't get too excited because January is actually normally our worst month for us, right? And so, so understanding these numbers and what the trends are so critical when it comes to hiring. 
Second, at height, we couldn't care less about revenue or I shouldn't say that we, we care about it, but revenue is not our most important number. And I see so many agencies going, oh man, we just did hundred K or we hit 10 K. I have a, I have a friend right now that's doing 50,000 a month in revenue, but has been profiting like $10 a month because his expenses are due. Yeah, like, revenue doesn't have as much to do. So two numbers are important to us. Number one is profits and we mean real profits. So if you made $30,000 and then put $20,000 into investing in technology, no, you only make 10 grand, right? So really understanding the money in the bank profit at the end of the month, right? And then number two is programmed revenue, MRR. So if you sold a website, now you got next month, it starts over. You got to sell another website. You decide to sell another logo. You got to sell another whatever. So your programmed revenue is what's important. In fact, when we measure growth in the company, hey, we grew 20% this quarter or 30% this quarter, we're not talking about revenue growth. We're talking about programmed revenue growth, right? And so at high, you know, we're, we're trying to get to a million dollars in programmed revenue, right? So every month we have, so if you, as you have this recurring revenue, it's a little bit more predictable, right? Because now you're not just focused on sales. Retention is the other side, right? And so can I keep clients? That's the next question. Now, the interesting thing is that most agencies we don't realize, but as, as our agencies grow, the sales has to go up as well. So like in, in the agency world, we did a big uh, study with um, WordStream not so long ago, a couple of years ago. So maybe it was a long time ago, a couple of years ago, you know, like, so uh, pay-per-click on average against tons of agencies throughout the US, we're seeing about 10% monthly churn. So every month you have a hundred clients, you'll lose 10. Um Facebook ads about 25%, give or take 20, 25, and SEO is about 3%. Well, what does that mean? Well, if you're starting your agency and you have five clients, right, and you lose 10%, that would be you're losing less than one a month. So if you sell two, you're growing, right? Net growth. Makes sense. Yeah. But once you hit 20 clients and you lose 10%, now you're losing two. You gain two, now you're break even, right? In fact, if you get to 30 clients, you lose 10%. That's you're losing three. You gain two. Now you've lost actually, right? And so as your agency scales, you have to also scale the sales process because of mathematics, right? It's so like in, in you know, at height, we, we've got, uh, I don't know, 500 clients or so right now, 500 paid services clients. So if we end up losing 8% of those, right? We need to bring on 40 clients just to keep net even. You see what I'm saying? And so just really understanding the mathematics of scalability there is so crucial in terms of uh, trying to get prepared to grow and also allocating the right resources to bring in people as well. And that gets really complicated. You know, we brought in, we hired like 10 people last month in total, right? It's a lot of movement. It gets a little, it's a little chaotic, uh, to be honest. Makes sense. So now how do you... Uh track this, uh, JC. I mean, let's say I'm learning about the budgeting from you right now, right? Like how, how, you know, the numbers and everything, how do you track everything? How do you track the process? How do you track the numbers? How do you track what's happening? Do you do it yourself or you have a team who's taking care of all the, you know, uh, numbers and everything. And, you know, how, how does that look like? And so the money is so important yes. and the money is so important. And so for us, we use QuickBooks, we're very simple. We don't use credit cards. We have a one checking account for, we have a couple of businesses now, but we have one checking account for business with a or two or three debit cards. We keep it simple because I'm not smart enough to be that crazy chaotic. And yeah, people are like, oh, but if you use points, you can have the credit card. Like, 
Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. But uh, it's too big of a risk and it's not worth the risk. And we all that have credit cards, if I, we, everyone who has a credit card has at one point looked at their credit card and go like, how do I owe that much money? That doesn't make sense. What's what happened? Because we, we forget where, you know, it's, 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 comp- it's difficult, especially as entrepreneurs where our whole life is crazy. Sales, marketing, prospecting, retention. I mean, it's just all over the place and then finance as well. So we keep it simple. We do it in QuickBooks. And because it's so important, we manage, like I manage the money in the QuickBooks, actually probably for the first year and a half until I, like, I really understand our numbers. And so when our, our accountant, we have a full-time accountant in-house comes to me and go, Hey, here's our trend. Here's where we're at. Here's what we're doing. I can, I can see pretty quick if like, man, something doesn't make sense here. You know, what's, what's going on. Right. And it allows us to then push forward. And then as you build trust in those people, you know, you can let loose and let loose. And let, I, I don't even, I don't manage actually any of our, any of our budget today because it's not fun to me. I understand it. I like it. I actually was a financial advisor in my previous before entrepreneur life, but my focus is more on the culture and the people than it is about the money. Right. So I see it, I know what it is. And then we keep up with that on a daily basis. So I could literally do a screen share right now and I could show you how much money we need to hit our PL goal and how much money we need to sell as of right now in the second to hit our programmed revenue goal. Right. And so we're we're we have a real-time data that feeds back into our entire company. So everyone knows where we're at in our company and what we need to do or retain uh, in order to um, uh, hit our KPIs at the end of the month. Right. And uh, let's say a person who has a business and stuff, but has very minimum knowledge about how to keep the finances right. How to? What are the few few simple, uh, you know, advices that you want to give to this person uh, yeah. so that you know he can grow or he or she can grow yeah. and you know expand the business? Because I, you know, what happens? What I think is that many businesses they are actually doing well. But the person thinks that there's nothing happening. There's no profit and all because the person does not know what the numbers are. And oh, I, yeah. and few companies, they're like, we are doing so well. But when you go and see the numbers, it's like you're doing not, nothing. You know, there's, there's nothing to be proud of. <laughs> I can't tell you how many companies like we, we're in kind of acquisition mode and we're open to buying agencies and how many agencies are like, oh yeah, we're profiting like 30,000 a month. And then you log in, like, but you have like $300 in the bank. So what's... <laughs> Some there's a math deal equation here, right? So you know, so some simple things that we do uh, again, I, and I oversimplify it because most of us are not good at it, and most of us don't have the self control, right? So, okay. so number one, we only have a checking account, and I recommend one checking account at the end of the month. Worst case scenario, do you have more money in the bank or do you have less money in the bank? Right? It's not rocket science, right? <laughs> uh, the other thing is is to not have debt. You know, debt amplifies problems. We we make so many mistakes as entrepreneurs and, and pretty much anything in the moment, we, we think it's right. We think we're doing the right thing, but debt amplifies that, right? Because not, all, not only are you paying for it, but you're paying for the interest. And oh, by the way, then you realize a month from now, it doesn't work. We also at Height don't sign long-term contracts. So even companies like Salesforce, we have a huge contract for Salesforce and we negotiated and negotiated and negotiated until they finally decided to do a month to month, which means that if we started going under, we needed to cut that expense, we could cut it. It also gives us leverage if we want a discount and we need to, hey, like we can't afford this anymore. You know, we, we, we have more flexibility there in, in the, the whole realm of it, right? So we try not to do any long-term contracts with, with vendors. It's not always 100%, but we try not to, right? Uh, 
so we don't do any 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 type of debt, right? Uh, and again, then the last thing I think is just keeping up with it. QuickBooks is super simple. And uh, if you if you want material on you know easy finances, uh, I'm really a big fan of Dave Ramsey, uh, which is RamseySolutions.com. He has tons of material and books on. Um, on financial advisement and, and things like that oh, and how okay. to, how to do your books. Uh, but, but it's, it's so crucial and I see so many people not paying attention to it or don't know the numbers and um, it can, it can be a, it can be a game changer. It can end the game for you if you're not careful, you know, Definitely. not to mention add a ton of stress to your life. Right. Definitely. Um, and uh, let's talk a little bit about learning. So uh, uh, nobody is perfect and you need to keep learning every single day, every single week, just so that, you know, you know, the latest trends, you know, what's happening in and around you, you can, you know, have these creative, um, and you know, you can, and you can think creatively and stuff. So how do you learn, you know, like what's your learning agenda or strategy, or do you like learn every day, 30 minutes, or you're like, you know, it's like the on the job learning where you're just, you know, working for the clients and working and then you're learning just like that. I mean, how is, how does that look like? <laughs> so, so I'm, I'm, I'm a fairly big reader, uh, I guess wow. I probably read like an hour to two hours a day, pretty, wow. pretty consistently. Wow. Uh, so I do like to read. Uh, I also like podcasts like this, you know, and, and, <laughs> you know, inviting, this is a great way to, for us to learn. Right. Yes. And, uh, and I always learn something from, from the podcasts that, that I'm on or, or that I invite to on my podcast. Right. Um, and beyond that, you know, for us, a lot of us is in, is in real-time learning, you know, we're constantly hiring on, uh, new talent and new people that come from different companies and even from the lowest positions to the highest positions, you know, I think, uh, learning is is all around us if we're open to it, right? And if we're open to listening. And one of the things that I'm trying to do right now is actually, and it's difficult for me. I'm, I'm a talker, and I like to I like to talk. I love to communicate, right? And so, how do I allow other people to take that lead and to really own it and fail and screw it up and, and then learn again, <laughs> you know, through that process, right? Because it, it's um, uh, well, it's. It's never ending, you know. Uh, I have so many like these moments, are like aha moments, where you're just like, "What the crap was I thinking? Why did I do it like that? What was, right. what was, you know?" And like, and then we switch it around, and uh, and then it makes more sense, you know, or whatever, right? And so, um, but for me, books and podcasts are probably the number one source of information, <laughs> I guess, right now. Uh, I mean, that's amazing. You know, the one of the reasons why I started podcast was to learn from amazing people like you, you know, because this, mm. this, this real time learning where you're sharing your experiences, sharing, you know, what are the yeah. things to do and things not to do. I would not have learned it otherwise. You know, I've, I've, I had interviews with a uh, venture capitalist and, you know, that person is telling something and I'm like, Oh my God, what is, what was that? But you know, I'm learning something and I'm, I'm getting a yeah. lot of information and knowledge. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm so blessed that I took this decision decision and I'm actually talking to, the, <laughs> talking to you. It really, really means a lot. So before we yeah. go, what are the few tools that you suggest every small business owner should use productivity tools, marketing tools, and what are the platforms that you think are the best for, you know, lead gen or, you know, just to, just a few little technical uh, knowledge <laughs> so that again, this is, I'm also being a little selfish here so that I can go tomorrow and apply in my business. <laughs> yeah, no, I love, you know, there's, there's so many tools out there. And, and I, I do think that sometimes there's too many tools, right? Like we get caught up in the shiny object or whatever, because tools are only as good as, 
as how we use them, right? They're just, there's tools, right? So a hammer is nothing without someone hammering something, Correct. right? And so uh, for, for me, the number one thing that I think uh, as entrepreneurs, we have to have a, some type of CRM, right? So you have to go high level. Uh, Sean Clark is an amazing CRM. Uh, you have Entreport, you know, one of my favorite CRMs. Landed Ray is the owner. Uh, at Height, we use both of those. We also use our entire business is built on Salesforce, which is very expensive. I don't recommend it unless you're trying to build a thousand person team. Um, and so there are these different tools, but but I think how we use them are so critical, right? And so like, are you actually putting all of your leads into go high level? And then every single lead should have a next step, right? So if I look at a lead, what's the task? If it doesn't have a task, then there's no future, right? And so making sure every single contact you have, whether that's call back in a year, call back in six months, call back tomorrow, send a contract tomorrow, whatever it is, What's the future of this lead? And if you if you simply focus on bringing those uh, into you know five or six or five or six every single week, you know over time you have five or six seven hundred leads, right? And you, you close ten percent of them, five percent of them over time, it starts to really build, right? And so uh, for for me, a CRM is is like the heart of everything, and I don't even care which one it is. Like most ninety percent of them are all the same nowadays. They all use the same tech and cross reference, but but finding one that you enjoy and that you like, you feel comfortable with and, and documenting everything. There's a ton of like little trick tools out there that are that are fun and exciting uh, depending on what you want to do. But for me, uh, holistically, most businesses is, is, is a CRM, right? And uh, go high level, Entreport, Salesforce are the big three that we're using right now at scale. Makes sense. And all right. Awesome. Um, all right. So before we go, is there any advice do you want to give us, give our listeners? And okay, before that, um, you, I think you have these, um, if, uh, like you, you have, I think six locations now, uh, six, seven. Yeah. Locations. We're actually up to, um, so we have six locations. Actually, I think it's live on our website and everything, but we have another five that we'll be announcing over the next couple of weeks that have already joined us, but we're, we're, we're working on opening the offices. So we have, we have 11 locations locations throughout oh, the US, which is my God. Wow. it's crazy. So we're we're trying to revolutionize the way <laughs> people build agencies. And so we're trying to franchise actually the agency model where we all come together under one uh, idea, one systems, one thing to, to grow and scale. And so basically we eliminate coaching, coaching courses and all that type of stuff. And we just add the franchise deal and you can, uh, I'll invite your listeners if they want to, if I can, like franchise.heightdigital.com. You can check out more information, but uh, yes. I, I, uh, so yeah, 11, awesome. 11 locations. And crazy. are you, are you like just US or are you okay to expand it to, to India as well? <laughs> we, you know, I, I think, I think there's a very big opportunity in India and some of those other countries. Well, right now we're focused on the US and this hemisphere, so Latin America um, mm-hmm. as well, but I, I'd be open for the conversation. For me, it's all about the right people. The right person is more important than than location, uh, right? Wow, that that was amazing. That's good to know <laughs> personally. Yeah. When you get ready, you reach out. Definitely. <laughs> awesome. So before we go, what advice do you want to give to people out there, to listeners out there, to small business owners out there? And 
how to reach out to you if if somebody has any questions or wants to talk to you learn more about your youtube videos go and watch the youtube videos they're amazing and i i think i'll 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 be a forever subscriber for sure but yeah just just tell us and then we'll end the conversation if not you're going to block me from everywhere <laughs> no 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 uh, you know dave, dave ramsey one of the guys that i follow a lot he has a, a formula for momentum right creating momentum which was what we were trying to trying to build right and it's uh it's hard work over time multiplied by god right and so hard work i mean this stuff is difficult like entrepreneurship as we said earlier in the call it sucks it's so hard uh and it takes so much time and energy if you want to win and and so it takes hard work but not hard work for a day not hard work for a week over time um but even then that's not enough, right? Like if, if that was enough, every farmer in India would be a wealthy, wealthy person, yes, right? Because yes. they work harder than any of us and probably longer hours than any of us. But Correct. so there's gotta be another multiplier with, for me, it's, it's faith, it's God, uh, for you, it could be a lot of different things, but there's, there's a bit of luck there in, in, in that has to kind of come about it as well. And so you work hard over a long period of time, eventually you'll figure it out. Eventually you make it happen. As long as you're open to learning from your mistakes, right? You're learning from your mistakes and, and you're trying to always evolve your process. And, uh, and, you know, I've failed several times in my life and business and, uh, and I may fail again. I mean, we don't, we don't know what happens next year. Right. But uh, it's always a path of, of learning and growing, uh, but hard work over time is is kind of the key there and uh yes. hard work yeah. and i think consistency uh consistency is like oh my god the person who's consistent the person is definitely going to achieve something <laughs> that's right that's right that's oh right. awesome jc thank you so much for being here and thank you so much for thank actually you. listening to all my questions yes i mean a few were silly as well but yeah but thank you so much for answering it with so grace <laughs> yeah you're amazing I, i love your your energy and personality anything i can do for you in the future you let me know and we'll make it happen okay definitely thank you thank you so much jc it really means a lot please please stay connected and i really i i'm, I'm really of looking course. forward for a healthy relationship thank you bye bye love it bye bye Thank you so much for joining us today guys. I really hope you got some value out of this. Love you all and stay tuned for our next show. Bye bye.